Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Creative Marketing Radio, where business is our sport. Today, we're going to get into Tom Brady. We're going to do an analysis of his brand, where he is at in his brand. We're going to kind of use Tom Brady as one of many athletes that we kind of talk about. Uh, this is not this is not by any means uh, uh, a bash on any of the players we go about. This is more so a critique from a marketing perspective, what he's doing, his strengths, what his weaknesses are, what he could improve on. Um, marketing is very subjective. Uh, design is very subjective. So at the end of the day, there could be stuff he's doing from his end that we don't see, and there could be stuff that we see from our end that he doesn't notice. So let's get straight into it. So if you don't know, Tom Brady is the quarterback for the New England Patriots. He's been playing there for a very long time. Uh, if you don't know how long he's been playing there, then uh, I would say Google it. Uh, it's been at least uh, nine to ten years. Um, he is married to a very rich model. Uh, makes a little more money than he does, actually. But from a business perspective, Tom Brady has done a very good job at developing his own brand. Uh, we're going to kind of go into five criteria in what his brand is, what it, uh, how he kind of goes about it. And we'll also talk a little bit about rating those, those five different steps. And then at the end, we'll kind of uh, rate the overall the overall appearance of his brand and, and talk a little bit about more how he can improve. So first off, we'll kind of start with how Tom Brady started, uh, what he kind of did, uh, his strengths and what he kind of used to build a fan base. Um, as the three-time MVP, uh, NFL MVP, uh, Super Bowl champion, the quarterback, he is one of the most famous athletes in the world. Um, in 2013, Brady created a Facebook page, and this is kind of where uh, he kind of got his, his first roundabout in his marketing efforts uh, and created his first social media account and created uh, a Facebook fan page. Um, he then thoughtfully used his presence and leveraged his brand power to build a community of fans, create new content, and promote his projects. And in early 2018, then Brady created a show called Tom vs. Time on Facebook Watch, garnishing more than five, uh, 50 million views, more than 66% of people who watched a full episode of Tom Brady vs. Time do not follow the New, England, the New England Patriots or Tom Brady on Facebook. And more than 48% of those do not follow Brady's page nor any official NFL page. So right off the bat, he was able to garnish his brand, create kind of slowly start creating a lifestyle brand. Um, and you garnish that, uh, the brand power he had on the field and, and even bring in, bring in a percentage of viewers and fans that aren't actually a Tom Brady and, or a New England Patriots fan. Um, he's authentic in his, uh, his creative content. The advantage to being on Facebook as a world famous athlete include the ability to speak directly to fans in an authentic way, give them access to your everyday life, and provide inspiration for those who look up to you. Um, he then strategically used Facebook to garnish his Instagram page. Now he then 
used, used, leveraged that page, garnished everyone and created a group um, on Facebook, garnished everyone, brought them over to Instagram, created Instagram as a well uh, established strategy to kind of build the two. From there, he started really building his uh, TB2 page, which is the Tom Brady, um, Tom Brady's website that he uses to promote his business. Now, let's get into the five criteria now and kind of talk about his digital marketing efforts, his branding efforts, and how his brand built brand build is, and 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 kind of rate it. And again, this is not subjective by any means. This is more so just stating. Basically, I'm going to be very critical. I'm very critical from a from a design perspective. I'm very critical from um, a content perspective. But we will kind of be able to see what he can improve on and what could help him garnish more um, more business in the long run. So to start, we're going to talk about his brand and his logo. Again, like I've mentioned in the past, a logo is not a is only one portion of a brand. So we'll target the logo a little bit here, and we'll kind of talk a little bit about uh, his TB2 logo. Um, it's iconic in the way that it can one. Um, it's simple. It's, it's, it's one color. It doesn't have any sort of complications when it comes to, um, having multiple looks and feels. I can definitely see the TB2 in there and, and the way it looks from an iconic standpoint. It's definitely memorable in that way that I can kind of see his aha moment is what we like to say in design where it's a T, it's a B and it's a two. Um, and the B and the two kind of relate to each other in that way. Um, but from a standpoint of how it looks in medias. Now this is, this is a normal uh, design situation that happens quite a bit is people create a logo, uh, they develop a logo as part of their brand and it, it's, it's, if you shrink it down, it's hard to read. So shrinking this logo down to be able to put it on certain media types. Uh, business cards, um, other types of media. It, it's definitely going to be very hard to read. I say that would probably be the biggest, the biggest struggle with it. And I also think he tried too soon to not add the name um, to the end of it. His his URL is TB12 Sports. Uh, like I said, you could see the 12 in there. Aha, there's another little moment there. But I didn't know it was TB12 Sports. I didn't know that was the brand. I just saw TB2. I just thought he was going off of the Tom Brady and his his number 12 uh, from that perspective. I didn't know the actual company name was TB12 until I actually looked at the URL. So those are kind of things that I would kind of I would kind of look for. Uh, very small. Those are very small, but they're something that he could definitely improve on when it comes to his logo. Uh, his consistency of his colors his fonts, it looks like he's using uh, multiple fonts in his, in his brand. Uh, he, uh, I see three straight off the bat, which is a big no-no. I would probably stick to two fonts um, going through his, uh, what I see for his collateral basis. But his colors are very consistent. His call to actions are very consistent. Um, utilizing that red. Um, and another aha moment there is it's probably the red he brought over from the New England Patriots and he's really focusing on having that red be his brand color. So it, it, it's a good way to move, transition the lifestyle branding over to a corporate brand. So good job there. All of his collateral is very 
consistent as well. He sticks with the reds, he sticks with the whites, he sticks with the blacks. So he's very consistent when it comes to how he uses his logo in that aspect, how he uses his logo on his, on his Instagram images, on his Facebook images, and things of that nature. So from a logo perspective and from a brand perspective, I'm gonna give, him, uh, give his logo a three out of five. Uh, just because in rationale, it's a very, very big one. One that when I first saw this, I didn't know it stood for TB12 Sports. Uh, you can't be a Nike straight off the bat, um, no matter how how uh, influence how much of an influence you have on your on your um, audience. So probably sticking to keeping with the TB12 Sports as the whole name until he uh, or even just TB12 until he is able to get it recognized. Nike, of course, took it took them years before they started using just the swoosh. So think about it in that perspective. And when it comes to the consistency of how his logo would look on small formats, uh, again, it's his line strokes and his the way that you read it, 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 it it'd be very hard to read on very small, small collateral pieces. So those two aren't too big, but I would say those two in itself would drop it down to a three. Now let's get to his website. So his website, going through his website, you can kind of see um, the layout is really good. He did a very good job at keeping the colors consistent with his brand, keeping it very consistent with his brand. His imagery is very high resolution. His site runs really fast. Uh, those are all very good things. When it comes to the coding side, the coding seems very good. So it seems like he did put the money into having a good hosting platform and he's he has he had a good developer kind of develop his website um, or help him with the development process. Now, those are all good things, but user experience is not the same thing as design. And I'm gonna keep design in, in, on the design and branding side of things. And we're gonna focus more on the website in, in regards to the code. So his code was really good. He didn't really do anything very well with his uh, his user experience. When I go to his website, the hardest struggle I have, and as if if you all don't know, a website takes about we'll say it, it's about a ten second. People leave within ten seconds on your website. I have a hard time finding out exactly what he does. I think he did very good at only doing five things in the navigation: um, shop, recovery, performance, nutrition, and hydration, and then his services. But when I come here. I wanna come here for a specific thing. And when I look through the user experience of the website, I'm not sure if I'm here to buy products. I'm not sure if I'm here to, um, for recovery, for performance, I mean, nutrition. Like I'm seeing this stuff, but it's not laid out in a way where I feel like I know exactly what I'm looking for and I know exactly how to find it. So from that perspective and the fact that he's doing multiple small things he's doing a shop he's doing recovery he has performance i mean there's nothing wrong with having multiple services in hand and selling um items on the side but you need to kind of focus on on one overall aspect are you an e-commerce store are you a service-based company and then transition to the other one from there from a website perspective or do it in a way the user experience in a way that would really help with um, people being able to navigate correctly around your website and be able to find you from a funnel aspect. Uh, 
I think it, he did a good job um, on his content. All the content I'm reading is pretty good here. Um, we'll dive into that, a little bit that in the next one. But overall, I, I would I would give his website a two out of five. It's 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 very well coded. It has good site speed. Uh, it's very consistent with his brand. But I say there's still some gaps there when it comes to the user experience side and really defining exactly what he's trying, what his main source of income is from when it comes to the website and how to define that and how to really move forward with it. Uh, I know it's, that's a little bit of a harsh review. I mean, because it's a pretty well-looked website with well-looked well images, but I think a lot of people focus too much on one thing or another. I mean, you'll notice if the site is broken, you'll notice the code's broken. Um, if it's broken, you'll notice if the site doesn't look well, but when it looks well, you don't notice. So the the, the benefit of that is is it really helps with his brand and it really helps with what he's trying to do. But overall, I think that it's his conversion rate's probably a little bit lower than it could be just because of the fact of the, of the user experience. Um, third, let's talk about online presence. Uh, so his online presence is really what we're gonna talk about from his online presence is paid search and and search engine optimization. So from a search engine optimization side, his site ranked for the word Tom Brady and his name ranked about six or seven underneath a few ESPN articles, which he should be ranking number one at this point for his own website and his own name. So that's something to really look into. Uh, he is doesn't have any paid advertisement. I wasn't able to find any paid advertisement when it comes to coming to his website. I could be wrong on that, but when I searched his website and I searched his name, there was no sort of advertisement for any of his services, anything like that. Um, he has no local local SEO going on. I didn't see any any uh, information on his, on his services and his location. If you go under a services section, you will find uh, TB12 Fox Bureau, which is, is uh, Foxborough, which is his, uh, his facility that he uses for longevity and recovery and things of that nature. But there's no local SEO. I don't think that uh, anytime you search it, there, there wasn't any uh, Google listing. There wasn't um, the content on his web website's well-written, but it's not well-written from an SEO perspective. And that comes back to the user experience. If your user experience is done well with your website, then these are all things that you do with the keyword research and finding the right keywords that worked really well with what you're trying to do. Um, number four, I would say his social media presence. So his social media presence is, is, is probably one off of the online presence, but the social media I take a little bit differently because paid search and search engine optimization are made to um, for when people are looking to find you where Instagram is a little more less warmy lead, so to say. But overall, like I said at the very beginning of this, he has a Facebook group page that he started off. He was very strategic about his Facebook page. He was very strategic about creating a, an Instagram and he actually did it quite well. He, he has his normal page. He has about, um, I think it was 4 million, that's about 6 million followers. And on his TB12 page, uh, Instagram page, he has about 344K. Um, with that said, he did a very good job at utilizing and keeping his Tom Brady page, Tom Brady, 
uh, and keeping it more for his lifestyle brand and what he's trying to do, uh, he should leverage that platform a little bit more like his Facebook page and, and, and leverage people over into his TB12 uh, side of his business and try to bring some of those those fans over and, and, and doing one or two teaser posts when it comes to his brand on his personal, on his personal page. Um, and even utilizing his personal and his what's McCall page to get people to go to the website. I mean, that's part of his brand. That's part of him. So there's no reason showcasing it to get people to go to the website. He could get a potential, potentially way more leads and way more uh, people through the funnel of, of purchasing his products if he, if he was able to do that. But overall, he has a lot of following. I think if he optimized this a little more and he did a little strategy that he would be able to even double his followers on on both platforms very easily um but overall i'm going to give it a five out of uh, a five out of five i'm giving it i'm being a little more um giving this one a little bit of a higher number because he strategically went through and he had a a strategy in place when it comes to creating a facebook group leveraging that and bringing doing a live channel and bringing people over into his instagram um and then moving that over to his tb12 page um so overall um let's count that up so we have a three a two which is five. So overall, we have a, a, a twelve, uh, a twelve out of a twelve out of twenty um, for his brand. Um, isn't bad. Twelve out of twenty isn't bad. Um, I would say that overall, that overall, a twelve out of twenty is some marketing activities underway. Some cohesive approach, uh, cohesive approach exists. But there's definitely more he can do. How we can work, how we could improve this, work on revamping the logo a little bit. Maybe even um, adding the name to it on a lot of their collateral and a lot of the stuff they create, and making sure that it's it's a little more simplistic when it comes to and iconic when it comes to how it would look on smaller forms, um, so that people could recognize it a lot easier. Um, when it's, with his website, I might I might take a step back. You don't have to redevelop the website, but I might take a step back and I might. Uh, do some user experience, do a sitemap, create some keyword research around that, that sitemap and around those pages and do some research on how those pages look from a more non-design aspect before you kind of dive into the design. Um, online presence, I'd probably focus a little bit more on the, so, uh, on the, the SEO and the paid advertisement at this point. Um, and kind of try to focus on the content written in in the actual website to be more focused around local SEO and SEO, kind of focus from the local and move up. He is a, a, a patriot first and foremost in Foxborough. So really leverage that when it comes to his local SEO and then broaden that out over time. And I think that will really help him affect um, how he's trying to build his brand from that aspect. So a 12 out of a 12 out of 20, not bad. Uh, 15 or higher is probably, uh, probably when you're, when you're doing great. And under, I say eight, is probably when you're not doing that great. So uh, 12 out of 20, pretty good. Um, and that's my analysis of uh, Tom Brady and TB12. Again, this is Zach with uh, Creative Sports Marketing Radio, uh, where business is our sport. Welcome back everyone. This is Zach with Creative Sports Marketing Radio where business is our sport. And today I'm gonna talk a bit about 
why content is king and the importance of content writing when it comes to uh, your digital marketing efforts. Uh, so as some of you may know, some of you may not know, the importance of content writing should never be taken for granted. Uh, content is king, uh, it, and that's a phrase that a lot of digital marketing experts use, and it's not just content as in the writing of your web, uh, of your web content, of your blog posts, but your social media posts, even the images around your social media. The more content you have, the better, but the more quality content you have, the better. I know it sounds... I know it sounds uh, cliche because it's so hard to to rank in social media and to rank on the web, but uh, the more content you put out there, the better. Content is your main focus, and the content includes could be your website. It's a digital product. if you think about it, content is the reasoning of the internet's existence. People are constantly searching for information, looking for answers to problems, trying to connect with others, and just be entertained. This is all accomplished with the content that is on the internet. So now what is content? In marketing, content is, very, like I said, a very loose term and can describe a number of things from videos to images to blog posts and social media. It can be used to describe written material, sales campaigns, TV ads, and more. However, in the digital world, content is basically anything and everything that can be found online. So again, it's everything that we've talked about thus far. The power of written content, how words influence consumers. While there has been many recent upward trends in visual marketing, written content still remains incredibly important. Words are our primary means of communication and the clearest way to convey a message. Uh, Furthermore, words have a unique ability to reach our emotions in a powerful manner. They affect our thoughts, invoking feelings of joy, pain, and sorrow, and thereby drive our actions and decisions, particularly a way we we spend money. Um, So why, why is content writing important in the digital marketing world? I'm going to go through uh, five, five summarized reasons why right here. Um, additionally, written content also greatly contributes to the success of a website factor that contributes to your website's search engine rankings. So search engine results, number one, having content that is relevant and useful is an important factor that contributes to your website's search engine ranking. Number two, Marketing ROI, and I know this one's going to be a very broad, a very broad one. Uh, the type and quality of content you put on your website or include in your email blast is an important part of what determines your marketing campaign ROI. Good content is content that sells by creating value, establishing urgency, and evoking emotions. Content directly affects conversion rate. So... I'll just use an example. I'll just use an example here. Call the actions. Call the action buttons the way you promote people and tell them to get to your website. Um, there's times for them. There's times not for for them. You can use them. They're they're great utilized on your website to get people to the direct location. But if you're being very salesy when it comes to your social media posts um, and other sources of media and saying, "Hey, go to our website to do this," people are going to feel like they're being sold to. So you really have to kind of watch. Um, 
how you write your content for those kinds of medias and, and how it affects your overall conversion rate. Uh, consumer loyalty. Content is a means by which businesses get consumers to feel personally connected and invested. Consumers who read your blogs or emails on a regular basis are more likely to feel loyal to your brand and become a repeat buyer. I've talked about blog posts before and why I still think that, that blogs are on the rise. Um, once again, um, video seems to be taking a big leap, but I feel like blog posts are coming back But a lot because a lot of people like to read. Um, and a lot of people like to just get a really quick summary of everything. They don't like to spend 10 minutes watching, watching a video. They like to just say, hey, I want to... I wanna, learn a little bit more about this in about 10 minutes because that's what our attention spans are these days. Um, and when you can bring people to your website through blog posts, through social media, it's a funnel to get them to help you grow. Now, if you utilize that with SEO, then you can use long tail keywords and things of that nature to kind of bring them in. Um, it creates dialogue. So by creating content on social media or through a blog, you can create a conversation with a potential customer. This allows them to make comments and ask questions that can give you a, a valuable insight into their help and figure out how to direct your market. So when you're kind of talking back and forth with these people and trying to give them advice, you, you soak it in, um, use it to your advantage because you can kind of see the, don't take the bad stuff so critical. Take it as a way to grow your business and grow yourself. Um, it, it, would really, it really helps with that kind of situation. Um, and then grow on it. If you have certain content that's not working after a certain amount of time, then take the leap, switch it up a bit. Try to dive a little bit more into what your customers and your consumers are trying to um, read about. Number five, branding. Content is an important part of your branding objectives. With content, you can develop a unique voice and persona for your brand that allows you to raise above competitors and become memorable to your consumer. Now, when you're creating your actual brand, your brand identity, you can go into a message, a messaging, uh, and uh, messaging and voice as part of the process and trying to determine what your customers are thinking. Uh, create customer personas, leverage that messaging and what they, what they want to hear first and foremost. Don't just dive into creating a logo for $10 because that's only one tenth of a brand. So focus on the rest of it and kind of see how it flows. So as you can tell, content is, is extremely important. It's probably the, the most important reason and why content is king. And those are the five, the five things that I think are uh, why content writing is important. Um, if you have any questions, leave a comment below. Um, you can also DM me if you'd like. Uh, Again, this is Zachary with Creative Sports Marketing Talk. Uh, remember, business is our sport.